Father, we thank you for a morning like this and the grace we have in coming before you. We have access to you because of the work of Christ on the cross. We are purified by his blood, sanctified by his sacrificial death. So we do not come to you on the account of our own righteousness, but on the account of the sacrificial work that Jesus did on the cross. Today, let your word minister to us. Change our lives by your word. For you sent forth your word, and your word healed them all. Heal us by your word. Transform us by your word. Impart us by your word. Give us a testimony by your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look at somebody tells the person, the heavens and earth shall pass away. But the word of the Lord will remain. Say, I am a word-based believer. So all things will pass, but I shall remain. Amen. So we are beginning the Jesus Summit today. So every Sunday in January is the Jesus Summit. Every Sunday in January is the Jesus Summit. I'm going to try to bless you. And I'm going to try to point you to Jesus as I always do. Because it is about Jesus. It's not about your pastor. It's not about, it's not about anybody here. It's not about your friend. It's not about anybody here. It is about Jesus. He's our prime focus. Our central focus. And the whole of this year, I'm going to as much as possible by the grace of God to point you to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the one who loved you and died for you. Amen. We love people when they look lovable. But Jesus didn't love you because you look lovable. He loved you because he loved you. For he himself is love. Amen. And I want to share a few things about Jesus to you today. Our theme for the year is looking unto Jesus. And seven years ago, we had the same theme, actually. I only discovered it later, that we are entering into our year of perfection. That's seven years since we declared looking unto Jesus. And I'm going to look so at Jesus' summit, I'm going to try to introduce Jesus to you. Now, I'm going to speak to you as if you have never been born again. As if you are now going to get born again. Okay? And so I'm going to speak to you as if you are, you are an unbeliever and you are not going to get born again. And I'm introducing Jesus to you. Amen? And based on our team... I'm going to look at, you see, to introduce someone, it's always better to introduce the person according to who the person says he is. So Jesus himself talks about in the Bible who he is. So we have what we call the seven I am's of Jesus. The seven I am's of Jesus. For instance, in John chapter 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. 
In John 10, 7, he says, I am the gate for the sheep. In John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. In John 11, 25, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And then in John 15, he says, I am the true vine. So in a seven-part series, and I'm beginning today, so I'm just telling you who Jesus says he is. So I'm going to begin. Now, I'm not going to share them according to the way I arrange them. As I'm led every weekend, I'll share something with you. So today, I'm going to talk on part one. I'm going to talk on the subject, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. Unraveling the secrets of fruitfulness in Christ. Unraveling the secrets of fruitfulness in Christ. Unraveling the secrets of fruitfulness in Christ. How you can bear fruits in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Ready for this journey? So let's read our introductory scripture. Matthew 7, 7. Matthew 7, the verse 17 to 20. Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So Jesus establishes here that there are two types of trees. Bad tree and good tree. Bad trees bear bad fruits. And good trees bear good fruits. The only way to know the difference between a bad tree and a good tree is by their fruits. By their fruits. By their fruits. So there's a picture on your screen right now. There's a picture on your screen right now. Let's go to um, slide eight. There's a picture on your screen right now. And I want to ask you some questions. So here on my, on my, on my right. Eh? Okay, so when I'm facing you, it's on my right. When you are looking at it, it's on your left. So, so on your left here, there's a tree here. What is this tree? Can you shout it louder? Mango tree. Why is it a mango tree? By the fruits. I bet you if I took out all the mango fruits on this tree and I asked you what tree is this, you'll be surprised that somebody will say this is a country. Somebody will be saying pepper. Okay? Now, what is the tree on your right? Apple trees. Apple trees. Why is it apple tree? Fruit. Fruit. Years ago, Mommy and I went to visit her father. Her father was a farmer, had a farming village somewhere in the eastern region. 
the ones we were walking towards, we have visited him, was seeing us off to, to the roadside to get a car. It was about an hour walk from the village to the roadside. So we walked through and some forest. And I kept looking around because my father was a priest, not a farmer, so I didn't know much about the trees. And I was looking around, so he saw I was, I was looking at the trees and I couldn't tell the trees. So he came around to try to show me, this is this, this is that tree, this is that tree. About three years later, we went back to the same village and I didn't need him to show me the trees because they started bearing fruit. So I could tell this is that tree, this is that tree, this is that tree, this is that tree. Now, I don't know you until you start bearing fruits. You're all very aware I have four children. At least now I know Kevin and I know Mami Sewa, but I don't know Nana and Via. I don't really know them. I will only get to know them when they have become independent of me. When they start making decisions on their own. Now we, this, every Sunday we have to get them up, get ready for church. It's as if we are compelling them to come to church. But then, Nana gets to 18, Tedebia gets to 18. Mommy and I will not have to wake them up in the morning to tell them to come to church. Now that nobody is waking them up, now that they are big boy and girl, and they have to truly decide whether they want to come to church or not, then we will determine whether they are good tree or bad trees. There are some of you here, I don't know you until you start making money. And then you will bear the fruit of your financial behavior. Then I'll get to know you. There are some of you, I don't know you until you become independent, until you become successful. So the real you is in the fruit that you bear. And Jesus said, you don't know anybody except you see the person's fruit. By your fruit, you are known. Are you here? By your fruits. When Kevin was going to university, mommy was very insistent that I should put Kevin in a Christian university outside the country. My position was that he's been to, I mean, church everywhere. He's been with us. It's all about prayer and everything. Let's put him in a secular university and let him defend his faith. If after four years in a foreign university, in a perverse generation, if he comes back as a Christian, then we are sure that he got born again. Are, are you here with me? Are you following what I'm teaching you this morning? So fruit bearing is very important. I don't know you until I see your fruit. Your fruits are either your accomplishment or your attitude or both. So Jesus, knowing that fruit bearing is very crucial, brought this into your Christian life and I want to teach you today. I want yourself to look at your fruit to assess yourself. Because you know sometimes you can see some fruits and you still don't even know what fruit it is. So you are bearing some fruits right now and you can't tell what fruits you yourself you are bearing. I have a very simple mission to help you identify your fruit and determine whether you are bear, whether you are bearing good fruits or not. 
But here is the reason why you are the one bearing the fruit is because you are not a tree. You are the branch. Trees don't bear fruit. It's their branches that bear fruit. So you are a branch of a certain tree. And today we're doing analysis to see whether you are a branch of a Jesus tree or you are a branch of another tree other than Jesus. Are you ready for this journey? Fantastic. Now the aim of this series is to help you love Jesus deeper and serve him better. Are you here? It's to help him. It's to help you love him deeper and serve him better. Okay? Would you like me to teach you this? Good. Now, can I see the next slide? Your secular life and your spiritual life trees. So, I'm trying to tell you that you have two types of lives. You have your secular life and you have your spiritual life. And both of them are trees and you are the branches of those trees. And I'll conclude by urging you to focus on your spiritual tree because it will help you bear fruit that can even make you secularly powerful and successful. Amen. Now, so your secular life trees, you'll be amazed that you are a branch of some trees. In fact, you can be a branch of a friend's tree. Your friends can have so much impact on you that you will begin to bear fruit similar to them. I'm telling you. Your friends can have so much impact on you that you become a branch of them and you begin to bear fruit similar to them. It could be a bad fruit or a good fruit. So in, in, in your secular space, you have friends. In your office, in your community, even in church, you have social friends. And they're having influence on you. And you are beginning to show a certain character. And that character you are showing is a fruit. And it's from their influence. It is either bad or good. But do you know the worst thing about bearing secular fruits? If it is bad, it is the baddest. And it will take you to hell. I know good men who never cheated on their wives until they met some friends who told them, Charlie, sitting by one woman, why? If you, you need a, if you have a farm, you need a garden. And now you don't have garden, you have forest. You understand? You find people in church like this, humbly serving, humbly loving the Lord, until they meet a bad friend in church. And I've always said to you that there are a lot of bad people in church. Until you meet a bad friend in church, oh, this church, you don't pay tight. The pastor dropping money, you don't do this. Oh, these girls, we can slay them. And suddenly, you begin to bear the fruit of that bad friend. You can also meet very good people in church and outside church, 
who can positively influence you and you begin to bear good fruits. But you know something? Every good fruit that you bear outside Christ is not righteousness, it's not holiness. It's called good works. It's called good works. Now, now, you can be, so Elder Laura here can be a good wife in Christ. That her good behavior and good values in Christ makes her righteous. It is, it is, the, it is the activation of the righteous seed already in her. And she, God looks at her as a holy person. But imagine she's not a Christian and she's still a good wife. God looks at the good things she does as a good wife, as good works. And they don't qualify you to go to heaven. So we meet people who say that, me, I don't go to church, but I'm better than people who go to church. Well, fine. You may have had a DNA that is not a stubborn one. Your father was a good man, humble man, respectful man, never drank, never smoked. So you came out with a very good culture. You were raised well. You were nurtured well. And yes, of course, when you see some people going to church, who after church sit by your area and smoke and drink and beat their wives and do all those things, you are discouraged from going to church. And you say, I'm better than people who go to church. It is good that you are better than people who go to church, but you are not saved by your good works. Every good thing you do outside Christ is called good works. Every good thing you do in Christ is called holiness. I know there are some of you young ladies here who feel that you have an unbelieving boyfriend who behaves better than a believing boy, a believing, some believing boys. That is fine. You can marry good works. You don't have a problem and go to hell instead. Amen? Amen? You understand what I'm talking to you about? Now, because whatever, what, now, the unbeliever, when he sings, you may call it mistake. You may call it anything. God might not even mind him. Because for the unbeliever, hell is waiting for the unbeliever. But you, the believer, when you sing, God comes after you. God really comes after you. I have children, when they do the wrong thing, I'm very strong about my values. We'll talk about it passionately, strongly, to make sure they are corrected. But your children may sin, I won't mind them. Because they are not my children. So when you see an unbeliever who is chasing, drinking alcohol, sleeping with women, doing all these bad things and nothing is happening to them. And they say, even those who don't go to church, they even more than us. See the way you define enjoyment is because you are in church but not in Christ. You are so envious. You are so envious of that unbeliever who goes to pub on Friday and comes home with girlfriends and comes home with boyfriends. You are so envious of that lady who has sugar daddies and is using a new car. And you don't have a car and you are coming to church and you can't even afford church welfare to come to church. And you are saying, ah, unbelievers, they, they enjoy you. Unbelievers, they, they enjoy you. 
unbeliever and God doesn't even do anything to them. God doesn't even do anything to them. The sin of the unbeliever leads him or her to hell. But when you sin, it will eventually lead you to hell, but God immediately deals with you. God immediately deals because you are a child of God. He has a responsibility to discipline you. The unbeliever is a creation of God, but you are a child of God. You are both the child and the creation of God. And God is responsible for your good behavior. Are you here? Some people, you know, in Sepra, well, they are, they, they are the branches of their family tree, the family you came from. Do you know that there's some families when you come from them, you can't even become a good, you can't even become a good Christian. Yeah, there are some families, when you come from those families, it's difficult. I know fathers, I know fathers, eh? Whose daughters will come to them and say, Daddy, um, they're having a Black Star Line Festival, which occurred recently, isn't it? And I want to go, I want to go, oh, no, no, it's okay, take a car, take a key, go and enjoy yourself. Oh, Daddy, there is Afro, is Afro Chela? Oh, Afro Chela is coming, Daddy, I want to go, I want to go. And they'll go, take a car. Take this and go. Let that same girl go one day and say, Daddy, there's an all night by Bishop. I want to go. They don't go anywhere. I don't like those Christians. I don't like. You get it? So there are some family trees when you are there. You can never even serve. You can't even serve God. Amen? You can't even serve God. And there are also some families that when you are there, you can serve God very well. So there are circular trees that you, you bear fruits. But for us as, a, as Christians, the most important tree is our spiritual tree. And I want to show you. Quickly, next slide. We, our spiritual um, light tree. The next slide, please. Now, this is one of the most amazing chapters in the Bible. John 15. One of the most amazing chapters in the Bible. We don't have time. I would have read the whole of John, John 15. But when you go back home, read it. Now, hear this. I am the true vine. Because Jesus knows that you will bear fruit of a bad tree if it does not become the tree from which you will bear fruit from. So he said, I am the true vine. Your father's family is not the true vine. Your friends are not the true vine. Even your church is not the true vine. Your pastor is not the true vine. Jesus said, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Whilst every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. I am the vine. You are the branches. When I read these things in the Bible, I get so excited. 
So Jesus offers himself to me that I am a vine. Your father's family tree bears bad fruits. So I'm offering myself. When you become a Christian, I am offering myself. I, I don't know. I want to show you an example. So mommy likes flowers. So got us some flowers. So, so, so this is a branch of your family tree, okay? And all you are bearing, divorce, poverty, sickness, premature death. So Jesus comes into your life when you accept him. And said, now I am the vine. And then he plucks you off your family tree and moves you to himself. I think it's called encouragement. He moves you to himself. And I say, now bear fruit in me. Bear fruit in me. I am the vine. And you are the branch. I, I love it. Jesus said, I am the vine. And you are the branch. I am the vine. You are the branches. Now he goes on to explain. If you remain in me. And I in you. You will bear much fruit. So I want to tell you something. Eh? If you are not bearing fruit in life as a Christian. Look at this scripture again. If you remain in me and I in you. You will bear much fruit. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Now, this principle, if you follow it, you don't have to be envious of anybody. You don't have to, be, you don't have to compete with anybody. You don't have to compare yourself to anybody. You just have to be a branch that remains in Christ and Christ remaining in you. Am I still someone here? So I'm showing you, I'm giving you a key to bear fruit this year. I'm showing you how you can bear some very unusual fruit this year. Now, he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, you can do everything through him. In other words, listen, the tree doesn't, the branch doesn't need to struggle to bear fruit if he remains in the tree. That's what Jesus is telling you. Jesus is saying that you don't need to struggle to become successful if you have a close, powerful relationship with me. Are you here with me? It's just like my testimony. It just, I didn't have to cheat anybody to bear fruit. I didn't have to do it. I just had to focus on my relationship with Jesus. Keep a consistent fellowship with him. <laughs> now verse 6. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away. And withers. Said branches are picked up and thrown into fire. And burn. So, so they are very withering Christians. Christians that cannot even, that, that has nothing, they have nothing to show. Now, people look at them and they conclude that you are going to church, you are going to church, you are going to church, where we see nothing in your life. No relationship. No relationship. I can bet, I can tell you, I can put my anointing on the line that more than 70% sitting down here in this church today, the first time you are hearing something from God's word today is my sermon. The whole of the week, you need a prayer. 
nor read the word of God. The whole of the week, you never told somebody about Jesus. When you do that, you will wither. When you do that, you are destroying your life as a Christian. Can I go? Now, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. <laughs> ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. I was driving with someone, I was telling the person, do you know that whatever I want, God gives me? And I, I was, we were driving from a facility. I said, I want to buy this facility. I don't know whether the owner wants to sell it. But whatever I wish, God gives me. We sat in the car, we were driving. And then the owner of the building called. And said to me, then I was Reverend, Reverend, I want to sell my house, the one I rented to you. Will you buy? The person driving with me was the canal then. He was shocked. The daddy, what you just said that you wish the owner would sell to you, and we sat in the car, the person just called to ask that he's going to sell to you. If you if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Ask whatever you wish, it will be done for you. You need, we are starting a 14-day fast from, from next Sunday. We are not starting that 14-day fast because we are going to ask God for one thing for 14 days. I fast and you must fast because you want to remain in him. You want to draw closer to him. You want to, you don't have to fast for 30 days for a husband. If you already remain in him and you have a consistent prayer level and other things, ask whatever you wish, he will give. Are you here? Ask whatever you wish. Ask whatever you wish and i'm showing you the secret and the mysteries of most men of god that you see that you criticize we are so much remained in him we are so much connected to him that we ask whatever we wish and it gives to us there's a place i want to move mommy's school i want to in the next five years i want to be one of the best secondary schools in the world and I went to see this place. The number of plots of lands I'm looking for in that place, I didn't get. So I said, I'm still waiting. I know I will get. I'm still waiting. So we. Then a pastor friend of mine, then I don't usually, I don't usually invite to speak for me. I've known him for over 10 years. I have not invited him to even do closing prayer for me. Then when we were having um outpouring. I just felt that in the morning session, he should come and speak. He came in the morning and came to my house. We just having a conversation. So, some of my members have lands in this area. Then when he mentioned, it was the area I was looking for the land. I said, I would like to go and see. The members come to pick me. 
you go and look at the place it's the same place that i have bought these lands that i'm looking to buy more and they said oh if you want it we'll give you as i yesterday the Kinado and them were still dead they were still giving me lands they come they sell these plots and they come again so we are adding this then they come again say we are adding this then they come again say we are adding this then they come again say we are adding this and they keep adding they keep adding by the time they realize i bought the whole village and become the chief of the village because if you remain in him whatever you ask he will give to you now ask whatever you wish ask whatever you wish not even the things you want the things you wish it's like having a car having a message is the latest one and then you see another the new version has come so oh i wish i, I have this and they say ask whatever you wish ask for whatever you want it's already provided whatever you wish so there are three levels of asking your need your want your wish he said ask for the need i have met it even your want i have met it now i am at the level of your wish so this is why you already married but you wish your husband was a humble man just that wish the man becomes a humble man this is why you're already married but you wish your wife was an excellent proverbs 31 wife you just wish it all now you don't want a wife again because you are married you don't have sexual needs again because your wife is meeting it now there are some wishes that you have for your wife and then god will just add it no no don't wish for another wife because if you remain in him and he is in you, you will not even wish for another wife. I asked mommy, I asked mommy, I said, my dear, you have, you have remained with me for 30 years. There are two reasons why you are with me. Either you don't have market or you love me too much. It was just a joke. But you see, we've been around for 30 solid years. And we keep going 30 solid years and we are still here best of friends if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you and it will be do you understand it will be done for you in other words i'll get people to do it for you i'll get angels to do it for you he's not going to give you to do but it will be done for you i love the bible I love reading the scriptures. I love the Bible. Please let me tell you this. Don't just be a church goer. Don't just go around looking for prophets, looking for this, looking for that. I want you to have a direct relationship with the Lord. My father, my father, your baby is singing. I will be singing and shouting and yes. dancing. For the rest of only you is only you. Only you No, don't worry, you know this song, I'll remix it. I'll be doing the remix of this song. <laughs> let, let me tell you this. Eh? This Christian life, eh? 
this Christian life is supposed to be the best life ever. You just have to know the principles. It's supposed to be the best life ever. The best life ever. You are not supposed to be envious of unbelievers. You are not supposed to be one day be anxious for anything. This month, this month, I want all of you to read the book of John. And obey, obey the instructions from the servant of the Lord. Read the book of John. And when you read it, whatever God tells you, put it on the church platform. Pastor Toby does well with these things. When I say they should do it. And I want to challenge all of you. Preach to me. I'll be on the platform. I'll be looking at all of you. The revelation God is giving. Read it. His word is as sweet as honey. It's satisfying. His word is food. It's satisfying. So I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you. Now, let, let's go. Let's go to the next slide. Now, see, hear this. This is to my father's glory. This is to my father's glory. When you remain in him, and he remains in you, and he does what you wish for you, it brings him glory. Do you know God wants to be glorified in your life? So he's too much willing to do it for you. But you have a part to play. Once you play your part, he will do the rest. This is to my father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. So fruit bearing, what it does for you is your fruit bearing and it shows that you are a disciple of Christ. Think that coming to Sprinter's Road to sit down on computer burden, if I'm still in after 20 something years, have to question how 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 faithful have I been? I'm going around saying I've been around for a long time and I'm using anything. My pastor is not anointed. My pastor is not anointed. You are a broken branch. I'll show you soon. As the Father, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. First, he said, remain in my word. Then he knows that if you don't love him, you can't remain in the word. So he said, you have to love me. You have to love me to love my words. So, but you see, it is easier to respond to love. That's why he first loved us. Now, I, I saw a guy on social media who was doing an experiment to test the faithfulness of married women. The guy, very handsome guy. Or six packs, just like my packs. Why are you laughing? Oh, sorry, mine is 12. Okay. So, so this guy goes to a married woman and said, You are beautiful. You are a very beautiful woman. And married, some married women, men, this young guy, and normally he goes to elderly, young, uh, elderly women. You are beautiful. And immediately, this woman, nicely dressed, rich woman, now they start facing their hair. He starts facing their hair. Say, can I have your number? I want to get to know you. I think I'm falling in love with you. And more than 80% of the, those women who are married gave their numbers to this girl, guy. Do, do you know why they did that? 
It's not like they already had intention that they were going to cheat on their husbands. But it's so difficult to resist love. Somebody loves you first. It is only Christ that is loving you first that you are not responding. I'm telling you. It's only Christ. Now, I do counseling for a lot of women. And when I tell, when I do counseling and I tell women, so I'm not going to say it again because now you know my secret. I'm talking to a woman and I say, you're a very beautiful woman. Immediately, I see in the woman's posture, trying to make sure that I am, I am I'm composed, I'm nice, I'm beautiful. You see the brightness of the woman's face. You see the brightness. You see the brightness. And you see, the woman is just open to receive whatever advice I'm going to give. Because the woman just had a very powerful commendation. You are a beautiful woman. You are a beautiful woman. You are a beautiful woman. And they open up. Are you here with me? People love love. Amen. Amen. That's why if you have girls, and as a father, you don't show them enough love at home. Any crazy boy tells them, I love you. And that becomes the first time they are hearing, I love you, before. In fact, I'm telling you, when women hear, I love you, before. That's why Jesus said, I first loved you. I first loved you. Respond to my love. Then he goes on and says this. Now remain in my love. Verse 10. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. So now he moves on. He starts with his word. I will remain in me. Remain in my word. Remain in my love. Now he said now, to conclude all, to be able to do all these things, keep my command. If you keep my command, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my father's command and remain in his love. I have 10 minutes to end this. If I don't finish, I'll continue next week. But hear this. Hear me. Hear, hear this. The brand that bears fruit. The brand that bears fruit. Let me show you. Let me quickly show you. Five fruits. Five fruits that every branch that remains in Christ remains in his word, remains in his love, and obeys his command, five fruits you will bear. Fruit number one is the fruit of repentance. Quality recreated life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. If you want to test to see whether you are born again, you must see from your life that you are recreated. You are no longer the Kwame that used to drink. You are the Kwame that looks like Jesus. It's a recreated life. You have been a Christian for 10 years and you still say, oh, this is my weakness. It was with my father. And it was my... No, you are supposed to be recreated. So you are not in him. You are in church, but not in him. I 
heard one man preach a very powerful sermon. I didn't agree with every, everything he said, but this illustration was good. Now, now, Pastor, I can't believe you, if you can, what becomes a butterfly? Caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why I ask him all these things? I took him to a better school than mine. He went to Middlesex. I went to local authority. Now, so a caterpillar. Can, can we get a picture of, of the stages of becoming a butterfly? Now, okay, okay, it's okay. Let me just. So if a caterpillar, so I'll end here. I'll actually end here. So give me the picture of the this stage. This week we'll continue here. Next week we'll continue here. Okay? Then we'll continue. So I've laid the foundation. Now I want to teach you how you can bear fruit. I want to teach you how you can remain in him. We'll continue next week. I want to teach you how you can remain in the Lord and bear fruit. I'm trying to show to you that becoming successful in Christ Jesus is not a rocket science. It's grace. Principles in the Bible, obey it, walk by it, and you will see. Have you seen? The guy? Can I get something? Okay. Pastor Kevin will show us something and then we will close. Then we will close. Then we close. So this year, I have a recreated preacher's mindset that I want to close at 11.30. I, I want to try and make sure that I'll close at 11.30. So they have to put me in the pulpit early. Okay. But I can slide along the way. I'll quickly show you and then we are off from here today. Please don't forget that from 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 this week, Sunday, we are beginning our 14-day fast. So should I call it the fruitfulness fast? It's, it's called electricity and then the team, the team, wait. Fruit, the team should be fruitfulness. So I can teach you some things during the fast. Then we pray for fruitfulness. We pray to expand. We pray to grow. We pray to, okay, 14 days. So next Sunday when you are coming to don't eat. We are fasting. Okay, when we close here, you can go and eat. And then we continue on Monday. We'll meet here in the evenings for prayer. And from this, from tomorrow, I'm having morning devotions online with you from 5 to 6 a.m. And then I'm meeting all deacons, elders, um, pastors, pastoral associates, and heads of departments and executives of departments. I'm meeting at prayer chamber tomorrow, 7 to, 7 to 9. 7 to 9? 6 to 9. Yeah, 6 to 9. Six to nine in the morning. So when I finish the devotion, I just meet you there. So join the devotion whilst you are driving to church. Join the devotion. Then we talk. Then so please get ready for the fast. Everybody should fast. I wish I would have finished this sermon. You would have known the importance of remaining in Him. One of the keys to remaining in Christ is continuous prayer. Continuous prayer. Look. Okay. So Kevin, there's egg first. Pastor Kevin, there's egg first. So who lays this egg? The butterfly. Ah, the butterfly lays the egg. Or housefly lays the egg. Okay, so butterfly lays egg. And then it becomes a caterpillar. And then it moves to this stage and moves to this stage and moves to this stage. Now, if the 
if, if the caterpillar gets here, can it go back again to become a caterpillar? No. I'm telling you, eh, if you truly, truly, truly are born again, if you truly, 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 you are born again, if you truly born again, truly born again, there are some things you cannot go back to do them. No, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you. You see, this, this animal has been recreated. Look at this animal. It has been recreated. Recreated. I've been born again. You see, you are born again. And every time, yeah, you don't know me here, eh? go to my house and ask. Go to my village and ask. You don't know me here. Eh? We don't, who are you? Yeah, we don't know you, sister. We don't know you, brother. We don't know you. Because you are strange. I've been married to mommy for 30 years. I've raised, I've raised a son who is 28. This year, 29. Kev, Pastor Kevin, I've raised him all these years. He can never stand anywhere and say, my daddy is different in public and different at home. All my children, including um, Mami Sewa here, they will attest to one thing. My daddy is born again. Finish. My mommy, I've married mommy for 30 years. She may be disappointed in some areas of my life, but not my Christian life. Do you have any disappointment? Oh, no disappointment. Hey, then my price is high. Tell your parents to bring me my dowry. Uh, you have to pay me dowry. Are, are you here with me? Because, because I am like this. I am a caterpillar that has become a butterfly. I can never, I can never advertise myself as a butterfly and uh, outside and then when you come home, I'm a caterpillar. And what kind of behavior is this? I am a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian in church, I'm a Christian in church. When we get back home, I'm an unbeliever. Amongst my friends, I'm an unbeliever. Among this, I'm this, I'm... No! Are you here? No reversal. No reversal. No reversal. No reversal. No reversal. I was telling my daughter, Mommy, do you know why? Why 20 of your friends can come together? Let's go to church. I said, Do you know why you are bold to invite them to church? It's because you have remained a butterfly without becoming a caterpillar. So you are bold. Some of us here, we are not bold to invite our friends to church. In fact, Sunday, when you are coming to church, you dodge. Because people will say, Hey! Oh, Christo Nini! Thank you for joining me today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your voice in prayer. Say, Lord, help me to bear fruit. Help me to remain in you. Help me to remain in you. Pray that Lord help me to remain in you. Help me, Lord, 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 to remain in you. This year, help me to remain in you. Father, help me to remain in you.